It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Off the top, I just want to let you know about tomorrow. Dante Whitner, former 49ers safety, is going to be on the program to talk about this Packers team, talk about his matchups with Aaron Rodgers and what he saw then, what he sees now, how some defenses could potentially slow down this group. That, of course, coming up tomorrow because today, today is not that day. Today is Wednesday, which means, how you doing? How you doing? An extended mailbag edition of how you doing Coming up in just a little bit. And the reason uh, I say extended is we are doing questions. So I thought let's make basically the whole episode about the questions. And and Lily and I have a great time. It is not all uh, exclusively football. We we talk about, you know, we talk plenty of Packers, uh, but there's also some some NFL playoff stuff in there, some uh, 90s music in there. We finish with some movie conversations. So just, you know, want to let you know that that's going to be a part of this. There are two parts. So, you know, fast forward to the places that you're super interested if you feel that necessary. I, I, I hope that you will just have fun and listen to the whole thing. Uh, we had a blast recording it. Uh, so we hope you have a blast listening to it. I do just want to say at the top, um, we, we got the news yesterday that Leroy Butler is a finalist along with Charles Woodson for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Leroy Butler should be in the Hall of Fame. Charles Woodson will be in the Hall of Fame. And I, I just I hope that Leroy gets the opportunity that that he so rightly deserves uh, it, it is a shame by NFL standards that he is not already in. And I, I think it's it's a good chance that he will get in now. He just should have been in, you know, many years ago. One of the best and clearly most underrated players of his generation. So with that, let us get to our number one NFC seed. Our 13-3 and three Green Bay Packers edition of Zhao You Doing, Lily Zhao from Fox 6 in Milwaukee. We're going to open up the old mailbag and answer your questions for the rest of the show. Lily, Zhao You Doing? Hey, Peter. I'm doing great. Zhao You Doing? Uh, it's it's crazy. We're in the bye week. We, there's no football this Sunday for the Packers, and I love it. 
which means we just get to relax. We just get to hang out. There's football on Saturday and Sunday. And look, if you, if you miss a minute or two on Saturday, there's like eight more hours of it. And then there's another 13 more hours of it on Sunday. I don't think that math checks out. Yeah, no, I don't think it does either. But regardless, <laughs> like everyone should be on their couches this weekend. Exactly. Don't get COVID. Exactly, That's exactly. <laughs> also, we're in the media. We don't do math. That's just yeah. That's just how that works. Um, so I, we're going to do something a little different, which I'm excited about because we, I at least, should have talked to you before I did it, but I thought you would be fun to do it with. Um, put out the the call for some mailbag questions, and so we are going to take some some listener questions. I just I just figured since it's how you're doing has become a global phenomenon that oh global that the people would want to they would want to hear from you. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some of these. We I want to start with my favorite one. If okay. the Packers were a '90s boy band, which one oh. would they be? A '90s boy band. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good one. I I actually do have an answer for this. Well, what's your answer? Because I'm kind of curious as to like what music you were into. Okay, so my answer is the Backstreet Boys for this reason. Okay, it's not, they're not the undisputed best, right? I think that you know there are a lot of people who are in sync. I think you can make the case for in sync, but mm-hmm. to me, they had more pure bangers than NSYNC. And I think when you compare the Packers to some of these other top teams, they're established. They have that the, that depth at those positions. I think defensively, they have more, more dudes than the Chiefs. I think offensively, they're more cohesive than the Saints. I just think in terms of depth and quality, they're the best. And that is the case for the Backstreet Boys. Yes, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were definitely like the quintessential 90s boy bands. So I was going to say NSYNC, but that's like kind of like a predictable answer, right? Like it's Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. So I was like new kids on the block, but they're not the new kids on the block if you're relating it to football because the Packers have been perennial postseason contenders. Right. It was like, ooh, that's a good question. What What about boys to men? Boys, yes. Boys to men. They're a good one. Just because, you know, they'll, you know, well, no. Like, le- but like old school. So, like, led by Aaron Rodgers. So, you've got like the, the age point. thing. And then there's a lot of young players whose improvements in year two and three have really led the way. So, these are boys by NFL standard becoming men. All right. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. Boys, two men, and uh, Backstreet Boys. Boom. Perfect. All right. Uh, our friend Mike Wickett. Um, formerly of of local radio in Milwaukee, wants to know your top three four Florida Gator QBs ranked. Ooh, ooh, that's a good question, Mike. Okay, well, I mean, number one has to be Tim Tebow, right? Obviously, how it's going to be. Um, number two is a tie between Danny Werfel and Steve Spurrier. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wait, no, I have more. Darn it, because I was going to say three would be Rex Grossman, sexy Rexy. And then like a three A would be Kyle Trask. <laughs> so there's five and three. I like it. You're going to yeah. b- bending the rules a little bit, but yeah. All right. So Sage Hermit, I, I suppose I should have been saying for everyone who this came from, but Sage Hermit asks what teams are ideal for the Packers in terms of matchups? Uh, are we talking NFC? Uh, yeah. Let's let's, talk. We can start there. Sure. Sure. I mean, uh, 
if you're looking at it, I, I know I do feel like everyone's going to be saying the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that Washington presents a big challenge for them up front um, just because of that yeah. defense. I think they're going to get after Brady. You know, they could be a sexy, like, upset pick, though, which is crazy to say because it's Tampa Bay. It's Tom Brady. But I like them I to cover the spread, to be honest. I do, too. But, you know, looking at the rest of the NFC, though, I feel like every team is ideal for this team, which is crazy to say. Um, if you're looking at the lower teams, like, you know, a lot of them can't really put up the points, but I do feel like the Packers have an advantage against every NFC team. Um, so I would say them all, which is not a great answer, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I feel like the more ideal one that they could play would probably be Tampa Bay. Cause I mean, I do feel like Washington's going to be a really big test for the Bucks, but I do feel like if they do get Tampa Bay, I think that's going to be a phenomenal game and just like a good measuring stick for the Packers to be like, okay, we're the top seed in the NFC for a reason. That first game is not going to have the same outcome. Uh, the one in Tampa Bay is not going to have the same outcome this time around, especially at Lambeau Field. Um, in terms of like complete teams, though, I feel like they're up there with the Saints offense, defense, even though they're uh, they have been a little bit inconsistent this year. Yeah, um, I, w- I would say Tampa Bay for sure. And um, I'm calling the Packers when if they do play the Bucks. I like it. I really like it. I, I think if you're looking at the team that that Green Bay most wants to play in that divisional round, I mean, there are there are going to be some fans who go, I want Tampa Bay like I, I want them to to you know, get that taste out of their mouth. And obviously, you know, I think we can mostly agree Washington is the worst team in the NFC playoff field, although Chicago certainly has a case there. My my answer is the Rams because I want Jared Goff and or John Wolford to have to come to Lambeau Field in the snow. That would be how I would, how, you know, Goff already has those little hands and <laughs> he has a broken thumb now. So, you know, that, that would be... <laughs> that kills me. <laughs> that kills me because I have little hands too. So I can, I can <laughs> okay, but you're not an NFL quarterback, so like, I'm, I'm sure you would have a problem gripping a football in the snow as well. Oh, I can't even like grip half the football. So, you know. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, small hands. So there you go. <laughs> Mike Thomas wants to know what does a team typically do during a playoff buy? Are they prepping for every possible matchup or just using it to recharge? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Yep. Um, so Matt LaFleur was talking yesterday, like this week will mostly be for them to recharge their batteries. But, you know, of course, they're going to do a little bit of prep work on all the teams. That I th- but I think after Saturday's slate, you know, they'll have a better, excuse me, better picture of um, who they could potentially face on Sunday. So it's going to be a little, a little bit of prep work, probably like sun- Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday. But like the rest of the week, it's going to be a lot of recharge for the team and the coaches as well. Yeah, and Lafleur did say they're actually going to practice this week, which I, I thought was yeah. a, a little bit unique. Um, sometimes teams will get the entire week off. I believe Green Bay took the entire week off last week or last year um, going into the playoffs, but um, I could be wrong about that. Uh, but Lafleur said they, you know, you can't even start game planning until Saturday because once those yeah. Saturday games start going, you, you usually by the end of the Saturday games have like one of two teams you can play just because Green Bay gets the lowest seed. And then you come back and and start start prepping. But I think Green Bay is one of those teams that feels like, look, we're going to play our game. We're going to be us. And so the focus is always on who we are and what we can be and fine tuning what we do, because we're not going to bend for these other teams. We're going to we're going to do what we do. And then, you know, obviously hone in on how they can best attack a defense or an offense or whatever it is. But to your point earlier, like they're the best team. And so 
their focus should always be on themselves. So get the rest. Don't get COVID. Wash your hands. Wash your butt. (laughs) All right. So this was a question. We got a couple different kinds of ways. Aaron Jones, after he scored, flashed the Packers chain. Should we read anything into that? This is from Josie. I would love to read more into it, but I think it was just him flashing the Packers G and like a really <laughs> cool way, like on his necklace. I don't think there was anything deep into it. Obviously, I could be very, very wrong, um, but I don't think there was anything more to it than just the fact that he was like, I scored. Here's a really cool chain that I have. That's a Packers G. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe news breaks, you know, later this week that they came to a contract extension. Um <laughs> But sadly, I don't think there's Wouldn't anything that be in, like that would be perfect. This is like the best news that we need this spy week because we can cover it <laughs> for work purposes. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything anything to read into, although I would love that for that for that to be the case. But I just think it was just a really cool necklace because, you know, what? let's just face it. Like Aaron Jones has the best like sideline props with those sunglasses. And stuff oh, yeah. It's like uh blinked out G necklace, which was really cool. <laughs> And let's be honest, he's going to get paid. So even if it's not in Green Bay, it's not like, you know, a a blinged out G necklace is is a cool thing for an NFL player to have anyway. I'm with you. I don't I don't think it is, you know, some foretelling of the future. Uh, We're going to have a lot more with Lily right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches Like I said, January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. All right, back with Lily Zhao from Fox 6 in Milwaukee. And this question, Lily, from Kyle McClure. Is the number one need the Packers have in the offseason a cornerback, assuming Kevin King is gone? I do think so. 
Um, I know everyone's like wide receiver, wide receiver, but I do think that cornerback probably will be a bigger lure for this team. I was going to say maybe inside linebacker, but I feel like those guys have really shored up that position um, with Kamal and Christian and Chris. So I do believe that right now they're going to be looking for a DB and specifically a cornerback. I do believe that will probably be the, the position that they will most need to get this off season or via the draft. Um, and I don't think wide receiver is that number one need anymore. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And and just in terms of like starters, even a, a rookie receiver, uh, you know, they're probably not going to come in and start a rookie corner could come in and start. And although I am on record saying most rookies are bad um, and, and I still think that's the case. Um, they could they could keep Kevin King and still draft a corner at the top of the draft. They could sign Kevin King to some sort of like one year deal or, or something like that. Approve it deal, if you will. And, and still feel like they have to go get a corner. I, I, I think there's no question right now as we stand here today, uh, it is corner. And and one of the reasons why Josh Jackson, according to Matt LaFleur, has not been active in some of these games is because of special teams. They feel better about Kadar Holman on teams. Joe at work asks, should the Packers consider using more starters on special teams? Given the issues the unit had, would it be helpful to simply use more talented players? This is a tough one. It is a tough one because you like those younger guys getting their opportunities on the field and yep. that nine times out of 10 is on special teams. And that's where you want to see those young guys really blossom because, you know, if you can make it in special teams, that's going to help your case making it to the to offense or defense wherever you start. Um, I think that we saw that with Dominique Daphne, you know, yep. he gets a touchdown and comes right back and gets that tackle on uh, Patterson. So uh, that's tough to say because, you know, if you're looking at their, their postseason run, it's, you know, I know Tavon Austin is as electric as he is. I know fumbles have been kind of a knock on him, which was, you know, unfortunately he did fumble last week, but um, it's tough to say because they've had Jamal Williams back there. I know they've had Malik, even though he's not like a proven quote unquote vet, even though he's still a good guy. Um, he looks a little hesitant in some, at some point. So maybe you do have a guy like just Jamal returning those kickoffs. And mm-hmm. at least, you know, the one thing with Jamal is he's very reliable. I don't think he's going to put the football on the ground. So Maybe that is an option, but it's going to be tough because, you know, God forbid one of those starters gets injured and then, you know, that kind of cat, or, you know, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there's like a domino effect if that player does go out with an injury. So right. while I do, you want your, you know, your, your most sure handed guys on special teams, I think maybe keep it the way it is unless, you know, Tavon is struggling or maybe a Malik is struggling on that side. So, Maybe, but I don't think you need to put a bunch of starters on special teams. I like to see, you know, you go back to Brian Gutekind's first draft. He he drafted a punter and a long snapper. If you're going to prioritize special teams in that way, and, and you know, this is a team that's not going to have very many starting positions up for grabs come 2021, why not on day three draft someone who you think is going to be a primary receiver? You know, Tyler Irvin has become a member of this offense now. So maybe you need someone to become that primary returner who can handle kickoff and and punt and and you don't worry about that you know if they give you something on offense it's gravy but also this offense has that jet motion guy built in they they run you know end arounds and and those jet sweeps and receiver screens like they could use someone like that so that could be something that they invest in but in terms of this season I'm with you I don't I guess I don't really see um how that helps the risk is just not worth the reward that you get I'll add this caveat and I'd love to know what you think about it when you know Antonio Brown was in Pittsburgh, Odell Beckham in New York, in high leverage situations, the Packers did this with Charles Woodson. 
in high leverage situations, you have a star back there on punt return. So let's say you need you need a spark late in the game, or you just need to secure a punt late in the game. What about throwing someone like Jair Alexander back there and just say, hey, go out and see if we can make a play? I was, you know, problem with that. You know, they, they did that with Randall Cobb, I feel like. So yep. why not have a guy, Jair, have the opportunity? He's got speed. You know, we know he's sure-handed. So why not? Because, you know, the worst you can do is just hopefully fair catch it. Don't even touch the ball. You know, like you don't want to turn it over. But why not? Because, you know, the best you can do is if there's an electric play and maybe the worst you do is he either fair catches it or just, you know, doesn't want any part of it and it just drops where it drops. But there's really no harm in, in having a guy like him really pick it up if you just need that spark in a game. I see no issue with that. Also, one of the biggest plays in recent Packer history is a Deshaun Jackson punt return. So, you know, the reason they got into the playoffs in 2010 was because of a Deshaun Jackson punt return. So, um, you know, that is and, and that's not quite true. That's been a little bit debunked, but it, it was a huge play. Packer fans remember it that way. Um, so it's just one of those things. Um, this is an interesting question, and I, I feel like I could argue both sides of it. So I'm interested to see where you land. Willie Stroker asks thoughts on an eight team per conference playoff bracket where the one through fours are the division winners and five through eight are the wild cards. He says. And he's never been a fan of bye weeks in a single elimination bracket. So you essentially eliminate the bye weeks and every division winner plays at home that first week. Ooh, see, that's interesting. I don't see. I, I think the argument maybe against that for a team that's like the top seed is what's the incentive for being a top seed. You right. know, like if you just win your division, then you're going to be guaranteed spots one through four. But what's the incentive of being a number one seed? You know, do you, if you're already like a comp or division winner, you're like, all right, well, I'm, I'm already good in that spot. But yeah, you do play the lower seed, which is nice. But I do feel like those teams really relish that week of rest. Um, and I know, again, only one team in the AFC and NFC had it this year. But I, I, I like the idea of it. I just don't know if you could sell teams on it as to there's not a break at all, even if you're the top seed. Right. Think of how many games in week 17 would be different if that were the case. The, yes. the, the Packers had the the one seed or had the, their division sewn up. So why are they playing? They had the division, you know, the Seahawks had the division sewn up in week 16. So why play in week 17? I feel like it's it's just asking for more meaningless late season games. And the NFL wants more of those, not less. Correct. Yes. All right. Interesting question here. I, I don't know what the provenance of it is, but Chef's Kiss asks, what's the deal with the smelling salts? Oh, do you mean like Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, they've like been that? showing Rodgers especially more. And I didn't notice him doing this earlier in his career. This is a thing that players have been doing in the NFL for years. But that they've been that they've been showing at least more on the sidelines. Rodgers hitting the smelling salts. And Pat McAfee's asked him about it. I know. that's I, You know, is it to just to kind of like wake you up or just kind of get your yeah. brain more like just it's a little it's that, like a little it's a, jolt of energy? Thing? Mm-hmm. And it's something that they it's I think they started using it in boxing just to sort of wake you up. It's just like a jolt because it's um, it's ammonia, right? It? It's or ammonia. Like, it's yeah. ammonia crystals. So it's not yeah. actually salt. And if you think of, you know, you open, you know, you spray Windex or something or, you know, and you can smell that ammonia, it will it will wake you up. It's like getting a little bit of hor- this is something Wisconsin people will understand that when you get that kick of horseradish. 
Yep. And you just, just like, sort of Ooh. wake up or like that good, um, that spicy yellow mustard, like the good spicy Chinese mustard. Like yep. that, that it's kind of like that, but in your, just in your nose. And so, yeah, it is, it's something that, that football players have been doing for a long time, but I, I, I didn't realize until this year that Rogers was doing it. I didn't either because I don't think I've I, like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've ever seen him like on a broadcast do it unless I'm just not paying attention. Um, but yeah, I know, I know, um, Pat McAfee has asked him like before. But yeah, every team has done it. I, again, it's just, I think, just to wake him up for a second. I just, I kind of wonder what it's like, but I'm like, I'm not going to get hands on that to try it. <laughs> Sounds like a story pitch, Lily. I, I, you know, guys, I'm going to pitch a story. I want to do smelling salts today. <laughs> Where do I get some? <laughs> I'm sure you could buy them. Um, and, but Amazon? yeah, Amazon can, can get you anything, but make sure you have them sent to the studio. You don't want those going to your house. <laughs> Yeah, right. The the police might have some questions about what white crystalline <laughs> mixture you're having delivered yeah. at your front door. All right. So let's end on a, a non uh, football question. Um, this from Justin L. I'm not going to butcher his last name. So I appreciate I, I appreciate you sending the question in, Justin. But I'm, I am, am trying to be respectful by not trying to pronounce your last name. Um, <laughs> favorite movie of all time. This is an unfair question, but I'm interested in your answer anyway favorite movie like like just one movie just well just like he says movies but oh, like okay. what is the movie when you're just like it's a saturday night in july and you <laughs> don't feel like going out there's no sports on tv and you're just like let me throw this movie on because it's just like my favorite i just love to watch it um okay i, I will say and like people can hate me for it but i do love titanic and i have a girlfriend who loves titanic great so choice we're like Okay, but that's not much. That's not my answer. My answer would probably be when Harry met Sally. I love that movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a throwback, though. It's a, like I like those old. They're not old. Why am I saying old? Like the older movies. I I like them better. There's just a better. It's like a better like nostalgia, like a feel to it. Like those those movies are like my favorite. So when Harry met Sally, Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, like come on. How that's how old were you when you first saw that? Because you you wouldn't have been. You know, you would probably would not have seen it when it first came out, right? That movie is is too old for that. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a good question. I think I was, I think I was in like eighth grade or something, and it came on TV. Because you would have been like, zero oh. years old when that movie came out. When what year did it come out? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. I would have been negative two years old. Right. Exactly. <laughs> not even a thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw it in eighth grade and then I just saw it on cable like years and years after and I just DVR'd it and just kept watching it. So, yeah, that's my pick. What's your pick, though? So uh, this I always feel like these are so loaded because movie people are going to like judge you. Right. So I, like there's always pressure to like pick a classic. You always, you know, like ever. I feel like on Twitter, the, the performative part of it is like, oh, my favorite movie is Shawshank Redemption. And it's like. <laughs> Yeah, really? that's that is a great movie. That's not my that's not my answer. Um, but everyone says that because it's a classic and it's a great movie. But like, I don't need to sit through two and a half hours of a prison movie where 15 minutes of it is walking through literal poop. Yeah, um, it's not a warm blanket movie for me. <laughs> it is for some people. And, and if that's you, that's great. That's just not that's just not me. Um, my answer is Ocean's Eleven. Ooh, all I, right. Didn't expect that. I just think it's a perfect movie. I would not change a beat. I think the, the writing of it is incredible. Even some of the like 
subtle scenes like the first time that George Clooney goes to to meet Julia Roberts in the in the hotel bar and they have a conversation like it's just one of my favorite acted and written and shot scenes in any movie. I just think it's perfect. It's it's it delivers every time. If it's on at any point, I will sit down and watch the rest of it. I just love those kinds of movies though. Like the heist, like trickery mm. movies. I love yeah. those kinds of movies. Totally. Yeah. My wife's favorite one. is Italian job. That would be her answer, oh. I guarantee you, because it is for yeah. all the same reasons. I'm a huge Ed Norton fan, so I love the Italian jobs right, even though he's the villain in that movie. Right. But, and you can't go with like American History X because that's just like, no. that's a slog. It's like, yeah, it's like I, I can't sit there and watch it 5000 times. No. And if you did, no. I would have a lot of questions about yeah. like where you're spending your time online yeah. and your, yeah. your thoughts about certain things. Yeah, not oh. not the best. Um, do you have any any lingering thoughts on uh, Packers Bears that you need to get off your chest? Otherwise, uh, we will leave well enough alone and talk about the Packers opponent next week. Um, you know, I feel like we talked about it last week in our podcast. It was it was, you know, depending on their performance, you know, what they keep Nagy, what they keep Trubisky. Mm. I'm just kind of curious to see obviously how they do this weekend will go a long way in determining that, even though I hear that Nagy could be back next year or is he back next year? It's, um, I don't think it's official. I think their their reporting is that he's probably going to be back. If they lose fifty five to ten, you have to wonder. Yes, but uh, you know what? No, I don't have any th- thoughts. But I'm just excited to sit on the couch, watch some football, and then see what we're talking about next week. Maybe throw on Harry Met Sally before the game start. Oh, uh, I know it's a great movie, guys. If you have to watch it, please watch it. I think the guys is- will hate it, but whatever. It is a great movie. And fun fact, for those of you who don't know, Rob Reiner, who directed the film, the woman who says I'll have what she's having is his mother. I did not know that. I believe that's right. That might be a a factoid that is one of those like (laughs) apocryphal things, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Cat's Deli. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Cat's Deli is delicious. Uh, If you haven't been to New York when quarantine is lifted, everyone should go. Lily, this was great. uh, And we will talk next week. Let's do this again. Thanks, Peter. Thanks to Lily for joining us. Always have a great time with her. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. The playoffs are almost here. You're running out of time to get in on the betting action. Nothing more fun than having some money on the line watching what is now six playoff games coming up this weekend. And there's only one place that has you covered. One place that we trust That's betonline.ag. And right now, if you sign up today for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means you put money in, they will give you money. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you by WISE. Progress is great, isn't it? People listen to music on record players, then tapes and CDs, and now you can stream music and podcasts. When technology moves forward, you move with it. Like with WISE, the modern way to move money internationally. It's smarter and simpler. They use new technologies, so when you send, spend, or convert money with WISE, you get a better exchange rate with lower fees. And over 30% of transfers arrive in less time than it takes to listen to this right now. Join over 10 million people and businesses and try WISE for free at wise.com slash podcast. 
Wednesdays on Locked on NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a Locked on Draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance of the week or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Let's say you have a secondary favorite team to the Green Bay Packers. Maybe you want to listen about them or you want to listen then talk about the the Jets and what they're going to do not getting Trevor Lawrence. Get everything you need on Wednesdays on Locked on NFL. And you can listen to me on Mondays on Locked on NFL to break down everything that happened over Wild Card Weekend. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get podcasts. All right, as I said, coming up tomorrow, Dante Whitner on the show, former 49ers safety. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, their matchups, whether or not he thinks Tampa Bay can provide some similar resistance, if there's maybe some similarities between that defense and what the Packers saw last year with the 49ers. A lot to get to with Dante, so check that out. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.